Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oye, mi gente. Ish here to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Podcorn. No, <laughs> it's not a popcorn subscription service. Popcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters with amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities from host-read ads to show integrations to, I mean, other creative sponsorships. Lo que te puedes imaginar. The best part, though, no middleman. You browse and choose the opportunity that best syncs with your show, send a proposal, set your own rates, and collaborate one-on-one with brands across multiple categories that are looking to expand their presence in podcasts. Mira. Better Let Me Tell You has used Podcorn this year, and it is super easy to use. The entire process, from submitting a proposal to spot approval to payment, was absolutely seamless and, more importantly, stress-free. <laughs> Plus, keeping everything in Podcorn's dashboard streamlines all communication so there's no question about what was negotiated if you have a podcast which we know some of our listeners do visit this episode sponsor podcorn at podcorn.com backslash podcasters and start monetizing your podcast today hey people this is dj and this is ish and, and this, this is season four of better let me tell you Interestingly enough, because you're still sitting in the STP Sion, but, but, but you went you went chili peppers this yes. round. Yeah. You know it's so funny that like I always think Dave Navarro is from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and he's really not. He was like in he was he's like, from Jane, he's like a replacement. He's from Jane's Addiction. He was only in yeah. the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think, for one like, album. 
one one or two albums and I think like a tour or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, but it was like when they were very commercially yeah, like the hype. big and yeah. they were on MTV. So wow, I didn't think that's how we were gonna start episode one forty two. Well, why not, Dave Navarro, Latino? <laughs> married wait he was married, married to Carmen, Carmen Electra, Electra not Latina no she doesn't have any Spanish in her uh, her name is Tara Fitzpatrick that is Carmen Electra's I name I believe that is her real name I'm what? actually going to wait, look it up wait, right now what as we are talking I, I know well her name is not even I know that the name was given to her by Prince okay but her name is what Tara Fitzpatrick I, ter, sorry not Fitzpatrick Tara Lee Patrick Wow, that couldn't be more gringa if she tried. Yep. Yep, Miss... Uh, and she was born in Sharonville, Ohio. Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. is from Ohio. Carmen Electra. Yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, welcome to episode 142 of Pero Let Me Tell You, everybody. Como está todo el mundo? Happy uh, Friday. Happy, happy Pero Friday. Friday. Happy Friday. Happy almost Super Bowl Sunday. Or yes. what else is it? Janet Jackson Appreciation That's Day. That's right. Damn it. Damn you know, it. I love the Super Bowl. I love halftime. Um, I'm not a football fan per se, uh, but I do love watching the Super Bowl. Um, it's almost like an unofficial holiday. It is. It is. Uh, but... You know, Janet Jackson Appreciation Day all the way, all the way. Yep. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to the weekend. I'm a huge, He means a huge, performer, not just because it's I'm Friday. a huge fan of Abel. <laughs> it's funny because I call him Abel. You, you do. You've said it on the show a couple times. All the time. I'm like, oh, you know, I love Abel's new song. And You're like, yeah, Abel. <laughs> Abel. And people are probably like, ¿Quién es Abel? And why do you talk so much about Abel? <laughs> not fin de semana. You know, it's so funny. So the other day, my parents were here. And have you seen his latest video? I haven't seen any after okay. Blinded by the... So, okay, by the so in this album, as you know, and maybe a lot of listeners, either you know or you're puzzled. Right, right. <laughs> so in this album, he's played a character where he has like the red uh, suit, the red blazer. And, and the, the busted the, nose. Yes. Right. So you have so he's, to... He's Chris Gainsing it. No, Well, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Because it's not an alter ego. It's just that... He has a he shows a character okay. throughout all the videos. Okay. So from the very first video, Heartless, to mm-hmm. like now, um, the the latest video, it's like the trajectory of that character. Although he gets decapitated and in the video for In Your Eyes, but anyway, wow, he is very indestructible. Uh, but character. anyway, um, wait, so it's been the same character? It's the same character. So that's why in the video for Heartless, mm-hmm. it, it and this all takes in Las Vegas. Okay. It's like what starts the downward award spiral of a really bad night. Wait, Heart- Heartless is the first single from this album? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. And then it's Blinding Lights and okay. In Your Eyes. But anyway, um, so in his latest video, it he has like a prosthetic face on that's supposed he to... He looks in chow. Right. It's a, well, but that's the point. Right, right, he's right, supposed right, to right. look terrible. Right. Like he's been being... And the other day, the video, I had the video on or whatever, and my parents were like, Ay, pero que ese hombre tiene la cara. Pero que le pasó And I was like, you know, I'm just going to enjoy this for a minute and not tell them that this is a character. Like, pero, pero, oh my God, pero que pa, pero, pero ese muchacho. Like they couldn't get over it. I'm like, okay. It, it, know, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to bring him in on the joke. I told him so. So yeah, he hopefully has a good performance. What are some of your favorite performances? Um, some of my favorite Super Bowl performances are well, I have to go with the year that it was you know in sync Britney Aerosmith uh-huh. because that was just a Mary J Blige. I mean, oh that's right, it was Mary J Blige. <laughs> yes, Mary J Blige was on the Super Bowl. Um, so to me, that was like peak. That was Britney. That was Britney at her peak, but that was also just like the culmination. I don't, I don't remember the year, and I know you probably two thousand one. That was like. 
2001 in a nutshell. That was when Britney was the hottest living creature, creature in the universe. Yes. Yeah. Like, and other solar systems were yeah, just she like, She was wow. the hottest. So yeah. like, there was nothing that had a... It was, po- it was the sun and then Britney. There was nothing that was a living organism that was more Most hotter, hotter than, Britney than Britney Spears. Spears. <laughs> in yeah, 2001. Yeah. You yeah. know, not everybody could say that. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. And then also, I really love, just because I love Tina Turner, like I love her, her Super Bowl performances yeah. as well. So you don't like Diana Ross leaving in a... Okay, I love Diana Ross's. The thing is that... I, what year was that? Because 96. That was 96? Diana Ross was the year before he graduated? Yeah. Why is it that when I look at that, it seems like if you had told me it was 1983, no. I would have you. No, and it was when it, it was here. came out. It was here. No, it wasn't here. No, it was, I think, California. I think it was in the Rose Bowl. Oh. But it was the year that Take Me Higher came out, so what better promo than the Super Bowl? Well, we know that Diana Ross loves the elements. What I love about that, that you know, so so listeners, you know, uh, this, well, if you're listening to us on Friday, when you have a, a little right. bit of time, just go to YouTube and look up different Super Bowl performances. There, It's actually really fun to do. Like That's true. I've actually, like, sat back and watched just a bunch go. of them. Yeah. A playlist. Um, and then, you know, when you put one, then the next one comes out and the next one comes out. It's What I like about that performance is that it's so Diana Ross. It so involves... Wind and, and hair. hair. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's all wind and hair. Like, That's all it is. I mean, she's taken away by a helicopter. Like, it's true. Well, more better t- than the time she was almost taken away by a hurricane. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, but now that she beats the <laughs> elements. And you know what's so funny? That whole Central Park concert that she had that she got, you know. It was she, rained it was on. It was like a They were saying that she could have been electrocuted. Of course she could have been. <laughs> so, so, what are some of my favorites? Um, my all-time favorite is U2. Um, oh, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait two, a minute, Prince. Prince, but U two, you know, U two was the first Super Bowl after nine eleven. You know, nine oh, eleven right. had only been four months if from that. that. Um, if that, yeah, and it was just, it was an amazing. Uh, performance. Well, U two is you. You two is like J Lo. You know how uh, we were saying a minute ago that J Lo. They should stop covering J Lo on red carpets because she's always she's gonna, gonna look great. Everybody. She's, she's gonna always look, gonna look yeah. great. So, like, what's the surprise? Like, right. oh my god, look at J Lo. She looks amazing. Right. I feel the same right. about U two. U two always YouTube puts on a hell YouTube of a show. Shows up and they leave everything on the stage. And they did like a rendition of the where the streets have no name, which live that is like the best song and they had all the names of the people that died in 9-11 like it was it was it was amazing um i really like that one i have a really like soft spot for michael jackson in 1993 oh yes that was heal the world one right it was and i i think that michael jackson's um performance in 1993 was what kind of was the turning point for the super bowl halftime show was that the first pepsi mtv one or no I don't think MTV was involved okay. because prior to that, um, up until like, actually, it's very interesting. Let's talk about Super Bowl Let's halftime do it. history. Let's do it. I'm, I'm I don't know why this is really random. I actually know about this like enough to discuss it. Listen, it's the same reason that I know a bunch of random ass shit when I'm watching TV. And Jose looks at me, and he's like, "Why do you know so much about the cast of you know Green Acres?" And it's just like, I just do. You just do. I just right? do. So up until I think it was 1989 or 1990, mm. the Super Bowl halftime show right. was generally marching bands. It was like Disney almost. No, that was early 90s. So okay, so I'll okay. explain. So. It was like marching bands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So then the first like headliner like that was a, a relevant 
artists at that time mm-hmm. or like they were really popular at that time and they used the Super Bowl as a promotional tool were the new kids on the block. I remember that performance. They were the they okay. were the halftime show. I forget if it was eighty nine or ninety. I want to say it was ninety. I think it was in conjunction with their summer magic tour. Yes, the magic summer tour. Magic summer tour. Um, they were like the first ones, and then I think in ninety one, Gloria Stefan actually did the Super Bowl. The halftime. The halftime show. But not a lot of people remember that because it was kind of like a Disney Winter Wonderland something. It wasn't a Gloria Stefan show. Right. So then, like, I think they had, like, Disney like Disney themed, you know, mm-hmm. shows for a couple of years. And then M- Michael Jackson in 93 was the one that made it, like... A production. Huge. And that was, like, the turning point where the Super Bowl halftime show became, like... A show like what people watched, you know, what people who didn't care for the Super Bowl tuned in, tuned in, and and it became bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you know now it's here we are. it's here we are. It's like one of the biggest shows of the year. Um, I'm actually really surprised that they're they're doing it. Like I, I thought they were gonna really. I thought that I didn't think there was ever a doubt that it was going to happen. I just didn't know in what capacity. I just thought it was gonna look completely different. Which they said, which this may be interesting that with the weekend now. Um, because there's only going to be about 24,000 people in the, this huge football stadium. Right. They're going to use parts of the stadium that they generally wouldn't use. Yeah, he's going to be like in the stands. Yeah, for a super performance. performance. Yeah. You know what I think has been one of the worst ones? Sorry. Coldplay? For, no, Maroon 5. I thought Maroon 5 was... It was a hodgepodge. It, it, was, it, was, just, it was just a mishmash of things. I don't even... It was... It wasn't... And it's nothing against Maroon Five. I, I love, like Maroon. I 5. like Maroon Five, but I don't know. They don't scream Super Bowl to me. They scream Super Bowl to me more than Coldplay. Yeah. Do you know what's the highest viewed one? Beyonce. Nope. Gaga. Nope. Madonna. It was Madonna until Katy Perry. Well, you know when you bring that left shark. Yeah, but you know I think that the K- the Katy Perry aspect is like weird. I wouldn't have thought that it would have been Katy Perry. Right. Because Katy Perry, especially when she did the Super Bowl, she was very popular. But I wouldn't have thought that she beat like Madonna and Beyonce. Yeah, or a Gaga, or yeah, Gaga did it after. Um, but yeah, I thought the shark thing was that, that took on a life of its own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you two, Michael Jackson, Prince, um, Madonna's was good. Uh, but I, Madonna is also one of these people that every performance Madonna does is good. So yeah, she's gonna bring it. You know, sometimes when you see her perform over and over again, like you're not like, like we have, you're not necessarily like, oh my god, look at that. You know, it's like okay, yeah, whatever. it's like it's a Madonna performance. Lady Gaga's was good. Uh, I mean, they're all good. They're all good. Um, with that said, I thought last year's kicked ass with J Lo and Shakira. Oh, that was phenomenal. That was great. It was perfect. It was here in Miami. And it ended with them, you know, just shaking their butt. Just being proud-ass Latino so, women. Yeah. So, it's Super Bowl you, Sunday. It's funny you bring up the Super Bowl. Did Have you heard that a bunch of um, sponsors are actually not... Like, traditional sponsors are not doing anything? I think one, anything. Coke or Pepsi or... So, I, neither of them. Coke isn't doing anything. The only thing Pepsi is doing, because they're sponsoring the halftime show, and Bud Budweiser is not doing, like, a... Bu- they're going to do the, the the horse, the Clydesdale yeah. one, but not, like, a, a beverage ad. Why? I, I don't I've been trying to read up on it and I think a lot of them are just feeling like it's a weird time and what they're actually doing I've read a lot of them is they're taking the money that they would have spent and they're donating it to charities 
I think that's great and so all. So I think that's an interesting tactic. They could have donated the money regardless, quite frankly, because these are corporations that can afford it. Yeah. But I I don't know if it's just a reaction to like, you know what? Let's just reset for next year. And I, I, I think we had spoken about this before. I think maybe we have spoken about it last year, right around the Super Bowl time. Mm-hmm. I think Super Bowl commercials have last, lost their luster. That could be it too. Because I think that bullshit of releasing the commercial prior, that makes no sense to me. And I know that you have an advertising background and maybe you find, no, to no, me it makes I, no I, sense. I don't get it either. Because, because to a large, a lot of segment of the population, one of the reasons they watched the Super Bowl was to see the commercials. That you would see the, com- yeah. you know, you would see one commercial and then the next one would come on and it'd be like, oh, oh my God, what one. is that? That one, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, now it's like, oh, we're releasing it online the week before. So it's like, yeah. my, you know, you know, my favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time is aside from the Mac 1984, well, 1984. That's but that's just I love. I think it was 2007, 2008, the one for the Volkswagen Passat with Darth Vader, the kid dressed up as oh, Darth Vader. That's a good one. That with the Imperial March. That, that was great. is amazing. Like such a simple. Commercial. Hey, what was the commercial last year that made us all cry? And oh, you know which one I thought was really we were, good too? We were watching it. I remember like all of us were kind of like, we're I, not crying. It was probably like onions. 10 years ago that it was for Chrysler that they used uh, the Eminem song, Lose Yourself. And it was mm-hmm. when Chrysler started saying the, started the slogan, imported from Detroit. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really good. Um, you know, in the nineties, Bud Weiser. That's true. You know, was the was the Ali Landry commercial a Super Bowl commercial? The Doritos Girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's what I'm telling you. Oh, I just got sad. Why? Because now that you said Ali Landry, you thought I of thought Mario about, Lopez and, and you no, thought about Dustin Diamond. No, I thought about when she married Dustin Diamond. No, she married in, oh, the, in the video ninety degrees. degrees. That's right, the ninety degrees. Uh, I, I do. I do. And you know what? You know what's also interesting about that song of ninety-eight degrees. But I do Probably. cherish you. Uh-huh. That was the first video. I'm making the video. Was it really? It was the very first one. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. My my trivia is like you're on fire. Today, I'm my on friend. fire today. One more thing I want to talk about. That this this actually was a topic I wanted to bring up to see if you get as annoyed at this or like our listeners get <laughs> as annoyed. So. Our listeners here in Miami, you probably know that this week it's been really cold. Yes. Well, for Miami standards. Well, no, 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 but it's been in the 40s. It's been in the 40s. It's been, right? the 40s, it's been cold. It's, it's been cold. cold. It's cold. And, you know, I love it because you get to wear a sweater. And, you know, and then later in the afternoon when it heats up mm-hmm. a bit, it's still like in the 50s and the sun is yeah. out. It's, it's also the pleasant. time of year that the outside world matches the temperature in your house. Yes. My house is a tundra. I make no apologies. Yeah. He hangs meat in here when we're not recording. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to my house. There's a rack of beef. <laughs> Ignore the meat hooks. So don't you get annoyed? Because I get annoyed. Like I want to throw a shoe at the TV. Okay. Don't you get annoyed when like freaking meteorologists or weather people here in Miami are talking about a cold front? They're like, oh, I have bad news. It's going to drop down to 50 this weekend. It's like, speak for yourself, buddy. Well, they're speaking for Jose. Jose can't stand the cold weather, but I love it. I love it. See, yesterday, yesterday... Jose doesn't really like this. No. Jose, anything under like 70, 70, let's say, or whatever, he's like, it's cold. Ugh. It's cold. Like, mira, ayer mismo, he had gone to uh, to take a walk with a friend of his to the local brewery, whatever. 
and they were walking back and they're and they're like oh it's cold outside it's cold outside and i was like no it's not i literally just went two blocks to go get Mexican food in a tank top, and I was fine. Okay, well, you're another standard because you always wear a tank top. <laughs> Did you wear the, that tank top in your New York winters? Well, I wore them underneath. Oh, okay. You know, because your tank top so is it could... kind of equivalent to my flip flops. I would wear flip flops when I lived in Michigan until there was like enough snow on the ground that my toes started getting frostbite. I was like, okay, it's time to wear like shoes. Well, I would wear the tank top, like if I, you know, if I was home. Even if it was freezing, See, but no, no, but like if I had, like, if I had to open the door, but like, at home get you the have food, the calefaction. That's true. The <laughs> calefaction. The calefaction was on point. The calefaction. Yes. Darien, apaga la calefacción. And you know what was so funny? Whenever you had one of those little like heaters, did you ever have like a, a little, little space heater? heater? No, a little no, space heater know. growing up. Like the one in Capasa, you say, ay, el litercito. The, no, we didn't have one. We had a little one growing up. You know, you turn that thing on once a year. Yeah, So exactly. you would turn it on, it would like smell. Because all the dust would burn. Yes, yeah. yes. But it's like these meter, like weather people. It's like, oh, we have bad news. Yeah, it's, like, no. it's like 55. Oh, you on know. On the contrary, thank you, know, you. The cold front is ending. It's going to be back to 90 and scorching. Yay. It's oh. like, speak for yourself, buddy. It just, it really annoys me. It's a pet peeve. So, listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. do you get annoyed by that, too? I'm with you. I, I can find it annoying. Uh, but actually, I just wanted to bring up, like, I mean, not for too long, because I don't like to dwell on sad things, but, you know, Dustin Diamond. Mm-hmm. I mean, passing this, what was it? Was a couple it, days Tuesday? ago. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. He was not much older than us. No. And it was, like, immediate. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things that, like, it hit me because it's... You know, growing up, you associate certain things with your childhood. And most of, especially when we were growing up, most of the programming was cartoons. Mm-hmm. Cartoons don't necessarily pass away. No. <laughs> Traditionally speaking. No. But, you know, so this was one of the few, like, live action shows. And, like, even passing away, it just, it kinda, I don't know, it, it hurt. Like, I remember. I felt it. Do you remember watching Saved by the Bell on Saturday mornings like first yes. run because yeah. the thing is that I remember like when I see see it on reruns now yeah. and there's certain episodes like I remember watching that episode for when the first premiered. time yeah. like the, the one that I remember the most watching the first time like specifically like I even know what I was doing and what I was wearing is the one that they have not the ones with Stacey Carosi and the, the Malibu, Malibu Sands the one they do in like Palm Springs or something. Oh, the ones with Jesse's father's yes. getting married. It's a two parter. No, they're like in a resort. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember watching that for like the first time. Yeah. But I, I, actually, it's funny because I remember the Malibu Sands very clearly seeing yeah. the first yeah. episodes yeah. on Saturday morning. You know, Saved by the Bell. At the time, it was like really cool, and it's so interesting how that show. I don't think that show has aged well whatsoever. At all. At all. But I think that that's part of the beauty of it. It's time capsule. Yes, but but what's interesting about Saved by the Bell is that there's so many people that are younger than us that watch that show 10, 15 years after it ran and they still love it. But there's like the Brady Bunch. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the Brady Bunch never went off the air. But the Brady Bunch, I felt, dealt with more like timeless family shenanigans, if you will. Whereas Saved by the Bell is very much a product of the early 90s. Yeah, but I think that if you look at the average episode of Saved by the Bell and then you look at your average, you know, Disney Channel original sitcom, 
Saved by the Bell kind of laid the groundwork for those teen sitcoms, you know, those high school teen sitcoms, what they became. Because, I mean, that's what Raven, if you take away, you know, the psychic thing or Wizards. Raven's you, overacting. Right. <laughs> or if you take away you know, the Wizards element out of Wizards of Waverly Place, it, they, they kind of created that template of. Yes, but yes, but the Disney shows are popular for kids in their demographic. Whereas what I'm saying is that there's kids who are like in their early 20s now who grew up watching Saved by the Bell. Who right. loved, who, you know, the, that we always joke around, oh, you know, the difference between you and, and me is that we used to watch Say by the Bell Saturday mornings. Yeah. And whenever you hear somebody say, oh, I used to watch Say by the Bell oh, when TBS, I used to get home from yeah. school. I'm like, no. no. I'm like, no. That was no. Saturday Saturday mornings. I remember <laughs> when it went into syndication on Channel 33 yeah. after, you know, it, it ended its run. Yeah, but you still watched yeah. it. Yeah, you still watched it. Yeah, first yeah. run on NBC, TNBC. TNBC. On that, but it, but it's just, it's one of those shows that like has not aged well. It's super dated, but somehow it's it's still resonated here. with different generations and different age groups. Hence, they did a spinoff, yeah, or a reboot, or or yeah, a reboot, yeah. yeah. Because Sequel. I mean, that's the same argument I would make with Full House. Yeah, but I think also with Say by the Bell, it's just the comedy was so broad. There was a lot of physicality. There was a lot of goofy But right, hijinks. I would say that with Full House as well. Because like, my kid loves Full House. And there's mm. so many kids, like, you know, our friend's kid, you know, she loves, her kids love Full House. They know every episode. Right. And you're talking about a show that went off the air 25 years ago. And started, yeah, so true. I started in 87, 33, 34 years ago. So it's been a while and kids still love it. What I think the is, original Full House has never gone off the air. What I think is even more interesting is that it's still, those those shows are still popular. Literally, like I, I'm going to use like today, today. Because, you know, I was using the Brady Bunch as the example. But when we were growing up, you know, you had, you still had what, like six channels? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for something to be popular in syndication just meant that you only had five things to choose from. And that was what you watched. Yeah. Now they have so many more options, and yet it's still popular. So, Saved by the Bell has never gone off the air. Neither has Full House, and neither has Kapasa USA. It's true. Kapasa USA has never gone off the air. It's always <laughs> it's somewhere. It's somewhere. Actually, it, you know what? On um, if you okay, if you download the PBS app, uh huh, they ask you to pick your local affiliate, and you can watch certain shows. Wait, and, there's Kapasa USA on demand. Yes, there's a like not all of them, but there's a couple of episodes. I love how like. I'm sure everybody has how we figured out that they're not all on reruns, so you could buy the DVD set. Oh uh, yeah, Galato. Yeah. Okay, they never have the episode, which is my favorite episode of the Garage Sale. The, the Garage Sale. Yeah. They never put it now. Like right, when they right, do, right. like welcome to, to you know, Que Pasa USA. You know, See the, donate the, the, to the, huh, the you know fundraiser. our PBS whatever. They never have that episode. They never have the episode of the first season. They don't have most of the episodes. You usually only get Los Quince de Carmen from the first season. Yeah. They don't have the episode with I know and the the, the drugs the, the documentary. You get that one a lot. That Joe is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? I think that's my favorite. The documentary one? My favorite is always between that the one... The Garage Sale is the best. I'm and sorry. The Garage Sale. The Garage Sale is the best one. But I get the documentary when they come to film the life of uh, <laughs> of the Cuban family. It's filled with so many like good one-liners. I work in the, in the streets. streets. <laughs> that's what Jose and I tell each other all the time. Whenever like one of us is going to go out to us, I go to the streets. <laughs> I go to these. That one is like... So, like, I love it when the camera starts rolling and Pip is like, sex, sex, 
sex. And sex. And he's like, yes, Mr. Sanchez. Here, we have very nice furniture. Crush velvet. <laughs> and then, of course, of course, in that episode, viene eh, los abuelos. No. Los most, yes, but... Los abuelos, when they're like... Ay, With Juanita. Oh, ay, Juanita. No le has brindado un snack. No parece hija mía. Antonio, ven. Vamos a traerle un snack en nuestro servicio de plata. It also introduces us to Barbarita. Barbarita. <laughs> no, but to me, the garage sale is the, the best because it manages to have every single character. There's even racism in that. <laughs> every single character is in that episode. <laughs> Every single topic is in that episode, and it, it and it's like 22 minutes. They're in and they're out. They're in and they're out because there's no commercial breaks. Si queremos ver el garaje que está en venta. Garaje. Señora, no, what is that, Violeta? Señora, no me insulte que voy a llamar a mi... Señora, no me insulte que voy a llamar a mi tío en la botánica para dar un trabajito. And then Mata gives the tip the lamp. Ah, la vaya. But you know what? You're right. They have in the garage sale episode of Que Pasa USA. Mrs. Allen's even in it. Yes, they have like every freaking stereotype and every freaking topic. Like boom, 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 boom. Everything. (laughs) And it's a garage sale. (laughs) At a garage sale. They managed to do all of it. (laughs) You want to talk about economy of storytelling? (laughs) I didn't have any garage sales like that growing up. No, no. We used to do ours in the driveway. Did you have garage sales growing up? Yeah. You know what's so funny? That my parents very much subscribed to the Peña, you know, theory of like, eso es americano. My parents would say that all the time. Eso es americano. Que de vengan a tu casa a comprar cosas. Oh, yeah. When I moved to New York, whatever I had left that I was going to get rid of, I put like a Bueno, chico, thing. pero not you. I'm talking about like... No, 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 no. But I'm just saying like, I, I'm, and I... I even told people, I'm like, listen, I'm getting rid of shit. If you have stuff, bring no, it I'm over. I've done garage sales too. You know? But what I'm saying is like people, like our parents. No, growing like up, yeah. My parents' generation. Like, yeah. Let me remember, my parents really grew up here. So no, but that's what I'm so telling you. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. my parents very much subscribe to Vender las cosas tuyas y que vengan a tu casa. Ay, no, no, no. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no, no, no. See, I remember that a, my brother in like, I don't know, like 1989... He sold a car, okay. and my parents were like, no pongas la dirección de aquí, <laughs> because you would put in the auto trader. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. No pongas la dirección de aquí. What? Like, put it in Tamiami Park or something. Yeah. So every time somebody wanted to see the yeah. car, no, he no, had to he go to Tamiami Park? He eventually sold it to a friend of his, you know. Oh. But but they were very like, no pongas la dirección de aquí, you know, because you don't want strange <laughs> gente rara viniendo a la casa. Tú estás loco. <laughs> That is very your parents. <laughs> That's very my parents. That is very That so reminded me of, and maybe <laughs> listeners would appreciate this. Have I ever told you the issue in my family with the Godiva chocolate? No, but they're closing all of their U.S. stores. I know. Hey, do you think that they'll have some of like the little chocolate-covered strawberries in Benta? They can't send those back to the warehouse. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, th- this was like in the early 90s. So... My dad's boss at the time. I always wanted Godiva chocolates because I thought they were very fancy. Like that's true. Those were fancy chocolates. Not everybody could buy Godiva chocolates. Yeah, that right? wasn't like Hershey's. And I wanted Godiva chocolates, and of course, my parents were not going to buy Godiva chocolates. So on this Christmas day, my dad's boss brings us. A huge box of Godiva chocolate. And it looked like something out of TV. Like, they took it out. Remember, it was in, like, um, 
It was like in a Burdines bag. You remember those big Burdines paper bags? Yes, yes. Right? They took it out because it was like the big Godiva box with like the bow. Rico. And I'm like, oh, like it went, it was in slow motion. I heard the music. <laughs> there might know. have been a light coming yes, down. I'm like, the Godiva chocolates. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to have Godiva chocolates. So then they leave. And I'm like, we're going to get the Godiva chocolates. Yama, my brother, he was still dating my, my sister-in-law at that oh. time. Hey, I'm going to go over and I'm going to take her parents because they got you, you know, something for Christmas. And oh my oh, God, my parents no. would totally kill me over the fact that I'm saying this story. Oh no. <laughs> and, and, and oh, they're going to go because they, they, you know, the, they have a present for you guys. And my parents were like, oh my God. No, oh my God. Nada. They gave them the Godiva <gasps> chocolates. And they didn't open it while they were there. That's exactly. So then I was like. You're giving away my box of Godiva chocolates? So then they give them the chocolates. And I'm like, I can't believe this. And then I'm like looking at them. I'm like, open the chocolates. Open, open the chocolates. The open the chocolates. They did not open the chocolates. They didn't open they did the chocolates. They did not open the chocolates. That's rude. They did not open the chocolates. See, that's rude. I think that if you are somewhere and somebody te regala like una comida, you know, like a chocolate or a cupcake or banana bread or whatever, you should... I know. I don't think they did it for that reason. I just no, think no, that no, you know, just, you, you get caught up in the moment. Oh my god, uh, you know, whatever. And that's who the gets, last thing on your mind. Caught up that you don't remember chocolate. And I was like, open the box, open the box, open the box. <laughs> I remember them leaving and be like, no. <laughs> and it would be years before. Oh, <laughs> oh, that made me a little sad. I kind of want to go and get you some good ever chocolate. <laughs> Mira, si están en venta ahora que they're, they're, they're having a, a clearance sale. Are they in Merrick Park? Oh my God. You know what I love? The Frango mints. What is that? Frango are the... So those were the chocolate mints that were done in Marshall Fields in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And when Macy's bought Marshall Fields, mm -hmm. they started carrying Frango mints. So they have Frango mints in most Macy's now. Oh, wait, 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 is it chocolate? Chocolate It's mint? a chocolate mint. Oh, that's why. I don't like chocolate mints. Oh, what is wrong with you? I, I like mints. I love chocolate. I am not a fan of a, like a, a chocolate covered mint. You know what I've had a craving for in the last few days? That, that petulant craving to go to Sandwich. Well, I mean, you don't have to twist my arm. No, I know, <laughs> but you know, it's not that Sandwich is like a huge drive, but it's a little That's bit of a true. drive That's for true. me. And they've been, and now with everything going on, they close a little earlier. So but I've had yeah. a craving for their sandwich, not. Not All Cuban a sandwich. sandwich. Their sandwich. sandwich. Bueno. Que mentira. When I end up going there, I end up having their sandwich. The, the Cuban nachos. The Cuban nachos. The timbache. The timbache. And you know, 5,000 calories later, I leave, you yes, know. Yes, yes. I'm done with uh, yes. sandwich. So, yeah. Well, just say when. <laughs> okay. When? You don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Ay, Dios mío. 
I so oh, did you see the Golden Globe uh, nominations came out this week? They nominated Que Pasa USA. <laughs> they did. It was well because they are the Hollywood Foreign Press. They you know they nominated Who is the Hollywood Foreign Press. It does really nobody knows? No, I'm sure they do. Okay, but let me ask you something. <laughs> but the Hollywood Foreign Press is like, it's literally like maybe 20 people. It's probably... Okay, I, no, seriously. There's not a funny... I'm not trying to be funny. Is the Hollywood Foreign Press a body that is called the Hollywood Foreign Press? Or do they get like a press from France, press from England, press from Japan, so, pre- press from here, and put them together to make the Hollywood Foreign Press? This is a, a legitimate question. That is question. a very legitimate question that I don't have the answer to, but I'm going to try to answer anyway. Oh, okay. I, you have no idea, don't you? I have no idea, but here we go. We're going to wing it. We're going to wing it. I think what it is that these are probably like correspondents for like, you know, the Hollywood Reporter and Variety and all those types of publications, maybe historically. Mm-hmm. And they were stationed, you know, in, in England, in France, in Greece, etc. And maybe, you know, that's what it has now become. You know, so the Hollywood Foreign Press is... I give you a lot of effort for coming up with that. Right, on the fly. I, I get with on the fly. But I mean, it's it's only like 20, 30 people. And so it's... That's why they say... That's why when people always start drawing the comparisons of like, oh, well, whatever's nominated for the Golden Globes, you know, it's an Oscar front runner or whatever. It's like, not really. Because it's literally a lot of times just, you know, 20 people who nominate... Like, this this time around, they nominated this... um. This movie, music, which is which makes was, the people it does come make together, yes, yes. especially the bourgeoisie and the rebels, um, but only when the rebels have a heart. Oh, and so no, it's um, it's a movie called Music. It's written and directed by Sia, the the singer. Which I don't know how she directed it with that big wig, but anyway, um, and the movie hasn't even come out yet. Mm. They nominated it for best musical or comedy and the movie comes out next week well i'm gonna assume that they've seen it but those are but but those are the types of things that the that the golden globes does like they nominate these random ass things that it's like listen they are the entity that gave um Pia's Zora. you know what as much as we love pia you know that is that is the epitome of the Hollywood Foreign Press just being like, you know, they, they call them, you know, star fuckers. Um, That's what they call them? Well, people make that joke because, like, they try to nominate things that'll be splashy and ensure that the big names show up. You know? Oh, yeah, have you seen One Night in Miami? No, what's One Night in Miami? So it's uh, Regina King's directorial debut. Oh, okay. I love Regina King. I know she was well. She was nominated for for best director. It's actually the first year that in the the Golden Globes uh, director category they have three women nominated, three female directors. Um, but it tells a story of, and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna forget some of them, but uh, it was a night in Miami, and it imagines a meeting that actually happened, but nobody knows what actually happened between Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali. And these two other... These but does this really happen? So it was... It happened on... Like right after Muhammad Ali's match in Miami. And these four men were together that night. And so it's a... It's a imagining a dramatization of what was the conversation that those four men were having when they were hanging out together in a hotel room. Is essentially the... 
the gist of it. But it actually did happen. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows what the hell they said, but, but yeah. You know that um, in other word news, <laughs> did you hear that there's a Utah theme park that is suing Taylor Swift? No, but I am in. Because I think her newest album is first called... Of all, first of all, there's a theme park in Utah. Yes. Let's start with that. Um, And it's suing... Is it run by the Osmonds? No. <laughs> her latest album is called Evermore, and that's the name of the theme park. So they're suing it for like copyright infringement or some shit like that. And I was like, coño. I mean, that's reaching. Yeah. That's reaching. Yeah. I mean, that's the definition of a reach right there. I'm sure she's going to get nominated for about 50 Grammys, but you know. Yeah, I'm sure. Wait, the, the, wait, the Grammy nominations came out. That's right, because The Weeknd was upset. The Weeknd didn't get nominated. That's why, that's, yeah, that's let's, why I'm let's like. Let's put it back to Abel. I'm like, <laughs> round, Abel round, didn't get nominated at all. at all. And he had like the most popular and critically acclaimed album of the year. I don't understand how, that shit. How, you know what? I was going to ask you. How do you, why do you think stuff like that happens? Do you know what my favorite, favorite Grammy moment has been? It was, I think, 1990. It was either 1999 or 2000 that, like, Ricky Martin was nominated. Uh, U2 was nominated. Was that I the year that he opened the Grammys? Madonna was nominated. It was, like, these huge songs and these huge people that were nominated for, like, Record of the Year. Mm. It was, like, huge. Yeah, yeah. And Steely Dan won. Oh, yeah. That was the year of Ray of Light. Yes. And no, music. Of music. Of music. Yeah. And... He won. And I they remember, won. They're they a band. Won. Yeah, and they were like, what the hell was that? I listen, that's like the year that, who was, who was it that won? Bon Iver? Bon Iver, yeah. Mira, look, the thing with the Grammys is that, and I, I, I watch the Grammys. Um, I just watch it for the performance. The, the thing with the Grammys is that I, I, I think, I mean, uh, there's no scientific data to uh, <laughs> back this up. I think que ellos mismos serán cranque. In like, what sense? Like, okay, this, mo this album is critically acclaimed. So there's a, there's a like there's uh um there's press about it. Like a campaign? So, yes, not a campaign, but there's like movement. There's like buzz. Buzz, right? That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> buzz about this album. So yo mismo san cranque of the academy. So the academy votes for it, you know? And then I think there's certain people that just get like a, Beyonce and it, this is nothing against Beyonce. I love Beyonce. There's you've there's, been to her show. I've been to, to her show. Yeah. I love Beyonce. Let, let me make sure here how many Grammys Beyonce has. How many? Well, she was nominated again this year, right? Yes. For for the Disney. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna call shenanigans on a nomination from the Golden Globes. The Golden while well, you look that up, the Golden Globes this year nominated, and I love Le Manuel Miranda, but they nominated Le Manuel Miranda for Hamilton. Because of the show? Well, because the movie, quote-unquote, came out this year. She has won, Beyonce has won, 24 Grammys and 79 nominations. So for what? And then... And I, I genuinely ask that because I'm like, I can't think... Like, is that including Destiny's Child? Probably. And then that, including her work for Destiny's Child and the Carters. And then, you know, you have, like, iconic, like, people mm -hmm. who've, who have, like, none or a handful. Like Madonna. Yeah. Or, or even Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey only has five Grammys. And one of them is Best New Artist. Yeah. Like, you know, or even Janet Jackson. Like, these right. huge people. And again, it's nothing against Beyonce. That's like I would tell you. Sheryl Crow. Sheryl Crow That's gets true. nominated for a Grammy. She's going to win. Yeah, Sheryl Crow gets nominated sometimes and she didn't release anything. Right. She could release an album of Honey. She's going to get, like, Best <laughs> Album. 
best album, best folkloric yes, album, best lyrical interpretation, right? Right. You know, and she'll win. Like, there's just people who win. Like, right. they, they just win. And and I think I mismo serán granke. And then I feel that they're always trying to like the Grammys. Is they're always trying to like. Should we go with popularity and sales, or should we go with like credibility, credibility, yeah. and, and you know, art, artistic merit? You know, right. and I think they go like back and forth. Like there's there's years that it's like across the board popularity, and then there's years that it's like who are these people? Like right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. there has there should be a balance, right? Okay, Joni Mitchell, bonga un disco. Turbulent Indigo Part Four. Oh wow! I love I love your boldness of Joni Mitchell. That you're like, guess what? <laughs> if I hear one more person say that they were inspired by that they were inspired by Joni Mitchell, you know what? No, you weren't. <laughs> you weren't. You weren't. And you know how I know you weren't because the only song that everybody knows of Joni Mitchell is "Big Yellow Taxi." And you know what? I guarantee that you probably don't even know the Joni Mitchell version. You probably know the Amy Grant cover <laughs> or the, the <laughs> or the Vanessa Carlton or the was it Michelle um, Branch. Yeah, I always confuse them with the the, the Jennifer Aniston's boyfriend, the Counting guy, Crows, the kind Adam, of slept with Adam, all the hot girls. A, yeah, he dated like, you know, what, I can't do math right now. Two thirds of the of the girls on Friends. Didn't he also date Mandy Moore? Did he? Did he? I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, why not? Yeah. <gasps> okay. So, you know how there's lipstick lesbian. There's butch lesbian. Why did this segue off of Mandy Moore? No, 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 no. I don't know why. I just thought. Of, well, okay, it's like it's like music so kind of related. Lesbian. We're gonna have to start a new trend and call it Elisa Frank lesbian. Now that JoJo Siwa came out, <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. You know what? That ba- that baby no, Jane no, came no, out. Seriously, seriously. I was thinking about this earlier today, and I, I don't know what prompted earlier me. the other day, and it's not so much about her coming out. I don't feel bad for her because, like, you know, she's a millionaire. Right. But there's a part of me that feels kind of bad for her because, and this has nothing to do with her coming out. I'm sure that when she started this whole YouTube thing, right, nobody ever expected it to get this, this big, far. Right? <laughs> so I feel that her character just got, it snowballed. The persona. The persona. The persona. Yeah. It snowballed. Right. And it's so awful. Like, her character <laughs> is so... Her public Awful. persona. Her public persona, not right. her as a person. Like, right. don't say why. Like, I tell you that. Like, I love. I love when you imitate her. I love when you do the voice. Yeah. Welcome to my DREM tour. This is my house with my candy canes. Like, I tell you that at the end of the day, she must be exhausted of being Jojo Siwa. Look at my bows. Look how big my bows are. Look at the Christmas tree. Like, I'm sure that she never expected. This character to be as big as it is. And now she is stuck with this character. Because it is awful. It is just awful. I watch it. Like sometimes I watch it to torture myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm in a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit masochista right now. I'm like, I'm going to watch her singing. She doesn't even. It's funny because she started like. Da- she started she off as a on, dancer. She was on Dance Moms. Right. She's not even a great dancer. She could do choreography, you know, like anybody could do choreography. Right, 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 right. She can't really sing. Her right. songs are obnoxious. <laughs> like right now, she had a song or a video for Christmas where her face is filled with confetti. Like it's so ridiculous, just ridiculous that I'm sure that like, you know, she she took this all this way to the bank. So oh, you know, listen, and she's depositing those bows left and right, and good for her yeah. because she's the American dream. Damn she it, started yes. from nothing and, and she built an empire. On- but I'm sure that in the middle of the night when she's like sitting up in her bed, she's like, coño, 
How like, long do I have to keep this? Oh, on? like why did I ever like? You know, it's like it's like a bad. You know, it's like like a, a, there's a duality to it. Like right. on the one hand, I became a millionaire, but on the other hand, this is the most obnoxious and terrible and, character and, ever. And how sustainable is that persona? You know, when you're 35, right? And that persona can't evolve. Like, right? That that persona has to be perpetually. So she's stuck 11 with years it. old. As she's it were. stuck with it, right? And like. And now going to the whole coming out, but this would have been the same thing if she would have been straight. You know, like if you're somebody who wants to like, is interested in her and right. date her. It's well, like, she has a girlfriend. She, right. But it's like, you know, you see the persona like, right. Ah, Christmas trees, candy canes. Ah, look at my balls. Oh my God, because my mom, my mom. Oh, let me go down the stairs. Oh my God, you guys. Like, you don't understand. It's like, my God, she's so it's so annoying. It's Sometimes visually. Like, I wish we were a visual podcast. You know what? To quote Chandler Bing, <laughs> a, a sight for the eyes and the ears. You know, it's like my God. It's like assaulting to the senses. Like, oye, y los bows de son carísimo. Yeah, they're not cheap. They're like fifteen dollars for a bow. For a bow, not even like you esa know, niña, four. Esa niña, how old is she? Seventeen. She's yeah, because she's not. Hey, she yeah, keeps yeah. that bow ponytail nonsense up. By the time she's twenty one, she's gonna be bald. Okay, yeah, her forehead. Have you seen Bordone esa niña tiene el forehead? Because like she doesn't even have like a soft ponytail. <laughs> no, That's, it's it's a severe pony. Yes, it's like we're going to like stretch this out the bueno, most we can. Bueno, pero don't you uh, speaking of ponytails? Ariana Grande has said it. She's like, because I wore the ponytails for so long, there was a time there where she had to. She had to keep doing the ponytail and start like softening it up because of that. Because it's like I can't just stop doing it because yeah. my head is like oh yeah pulled back. I could tell you, you know, from somebody who had long hair That's that true. I would put yeah. my hair in a bun. Like at the end of the day, like it's the true way your hair. So can you imagine JoJo that's been doing this for like years and years and years, like every day? And she has to do it to sell merchandise. Yes. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> and then it's like I'm telling you that girl at the end of the day she must be exhausted she must be exhausted and I love how she's like ah my DREM tour ah, coming to a city near you ah. it's awful it's awful you know what's funny one time I this is not I'm not exaggerating I'm not lying one time I didn't know I was at Michael's. Okay. And I was at Michael's because I wanted to buy Sharpies. Oh, okay. okay. But like different color Sharpies. Yeah, 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 like yeah. not like, you know, a, like, like a pack. Right. But like of like different colors. I was doing something mm. for Tristan. Like, you know, like uh, fluorescent colors and whatever. Right, right. Not the typical ones that you could find anywhere else. So they have them at Michael's. And I'm like, I hear something like far away. I'm like, what is that? disruptive noise <laughs> and i couldn't tell if it was like a voice or like a static, a static <laughs> or like music it was just something very disrupting to the you know it was to, just like a sound and then i keep walking in the store and i'm like oh they had a video of like where like the crafts are uh-huh. of like jojo siwa that like that um weekend they were gonna have like a you know like a crafts thing. Oh, like uh huh. Where uh-huh. they were gonna make JoJo Siwa make crafts bows or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, Oh my god, come to Michael's this weekend! Ah, we're gonna make bows. And I'm like, Oh my god! Like I could hear this in the other side of the store. Like 
it's awful. I just, I, and again, it's nothing against her personally. I'm sure she's a wonderful human being. It's the persona. And you know what? Good for her for coming out so yep. young and like, you know, because obviously she has to be, I'm sure that, you know, she, her fan base are kids. Right. That so this was a very big step for her. Yeah. You know, she had to wait. So good for her. Just again, the character, <laughs> not the person. You know, I'm sure she's a wonderful person. And I know, you know, as I said, she's the American dream. Good for her. Yeah. Like, listen, I I can't make a living off good of both. I'm going But bald. it's like that character. That's why, like, you gotta you gotta be careful like what you start off with because you don't know how, how you know, long you gotta keep it going. our personas on this show. It's us. It's us. It's us. Because yeah. you don't know how that's gonna snowball out of control. And then you know what? Yeah. Screech. 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 That we were saying he was doing Saved by the Bell, the new class, or whatever. not the new class, the second when they went back to Bayside High, and it was like different students. Yeah, yeah, the new class. He was, I think, in his late twenties, and was still doing the screech, <laughs> and yeah. he sounded terrible because he was like in his twenties. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like you don't know how that character is going to take off, and then that defines you. And that was he's an actor playing a character, right? You know, in right. this case, she's. I mean, it's a persona, but it's JoJo. Like, it's yes. technically, it's her. Yes. You know, so nobody's going to come and give her another role. Oh, she must be like, at the end of the day, she's like, I need a massage. Like, <laughs> because it must be exhausting. I saw, like, there's a video of hers. Well, all her videos are exhausting. But there's a video of her in specific that's like two years old. And it's around Christmas because the house has Christmas trees. Okay. That she gives you a tour of the house and okay. I get tired watching it. <laughs> like, my, it's funny because my anxiety totally goes through the roof. And I'm not even... An anxious even person. From anxiety. Yeah, you're not an anxious person. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like so awful to watch but why am i watching this why can i turn it off okay enough about jojo siwa <laughs> that so como está todo el mundo? that was wonderful by are we having croquetas this weekend well we're gonna have chicken wings this weekend yes we'll talk about that in yes that's next week's uh that's a preview for next week's that's another episode. thing i've been um i have one nachos i've been craving croquetas big time so croquetas and sandwich yes but like, I want like an Isla Canaria croqueta. I bet they're so far apart from each other. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what? Like, Isla I love the croqueta. The croqueta is our friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are our people. people. You know, we love the croqueta. But Isla Canaria croquetas, it's like you get like a specific craving. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes Isla you get a Canaria. craving for that. Sometimes I get a craving for the, the croquetas, you know, I being a slushy. About, no, but I have to tell you something about the croqueta. The croqueta actually developed... It, was able to accomplish a really big feat. And our shout out to Do Croqueta. We love Do Croqueta. We had, wow, last year we had a live show at Do Croqueta. I and know. That, seems that was like just last year. Forever ago. That was right before the pandemic. Um, I absolutely hate buffalo sauce. I think buffalo really? sauce is gross. And I love their bu- buffalo croqueta. With the, with the chicken. With the blue cheese sauce. The, the, the chicken crack buffalo thing. Yes. Because their buffalo croqueta, I don't know, it has enough of the buffalo flavor that I can handle it. It's not overpowering. But it's not overpowering. Because that's yeah. what I don't like about buffalo sauce. That it's like buffalo, it's buffalo. sauce. It's, yeah, there's you no know? debating it. But yeah. there is, it's like a really nice balance between that and then, of course, the blue cheese dressing that you dip it in. It's it's like it really, it really good. Brings it down. Yeah. Really, really good. So uh, shout out to the Croqueta. Yes. And Ila Canaria. And Ila Canaria. And yes, of course. Well, that's a lot of food that you're craving. So is it soda time? It's soda time. Which is not going to have any sponsor in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, Pepsi is going to be the, the halftime show. So that's technically sponsored. 
Um, you want to go first? Or you no, you go, go first? first. All right. So I am going to get... Actually, I'm kind of looking forward to how I'm setting this up. I am going to give mine to a woman by the name of Maria Garcia. Okay, you have to be specific. <laughs> Maria Garcia was my math teacher in ninth grade. Oh, yeah, Miss Garcia. That's yeah. right. So it's not her. It's not a Miss Garcia math teacher from Southwest. Maria Garcia is a journalist and a podcaster. And I've just started listening to her podcast. That It's only on episode five. It's called Anything for Selena. And it's all about Quintanilla. Sel- Quintanilla. It's all about Selena Quintanilla. But what she's doing, which I love, number one, she does every episode in English and the same episode she'll do again in Spanish. So she's, you know, she, she does literally the same episode in, in two languages, which I think is awesome as hell. But she's not just necessarily telling the story of Selena and, you know, oh, you know, this is her rise and this is blah, blah, blah. She's telling the story of Selena within the context of the impact that she made to the Latino community, to her, to, to Maria, as, you know, a Mexican girl growing up in Texas that she made. Um, you know, how it affected like Latino exposure upon her death, you know, like when Howard Stern made fun of the the music and, you know, played the, her music with like shotguns in the background and it and the effects on Tejano music, how mm-hmm. I mean, she's just being able to weave so much in and out of it. She did an entire episode and the title alone of this episode <laughs> is enough to make me want to actually name it for my memoirs. The name of the episode is Big Butt Politics. Oh. Um, where she talks about the casting of, of Jennifer Lopez and, you know, how she was cast because she had, you know, she has a big butt, like I said, I don't have a big butt, but what does that really mean? And how was that embraced in, in culture and how all of a sudden, you know, shapely women are a thing, but that's Latina women, but it's actually not Latina women. That comes from black women. And it's just, there's there's so much that she's unpacking through the lens so of Selena. Words, it comes from anybody but white women. <laughs> Pretty much. But she's unpacking so much through the lens of, of Selena's, you know, short life. She was, what, 20, 23, 23 when, when she was killed. And I look forward every week to this, to the new episode. And it's it's very, very well done. She even got to interview um, Abraham Quintanilla, uh, the father. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know. You know, that's, that's another example of... Um, um, if Maria, if you're listening to this somehow, we'd love to have you on the show to talk about the. the that's another series. example of the legacy of Selena. We we had a whole topic about this, I think, last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Because it's all mushy. Actually, I think it was. I think we talked about it um, at our Do Croquetas episode. We did actually. No, I remember yeah. we did. Um, how here it is twenty. It's going to be twenty six years in March, March thirtieth, yeah. I believe, or thirty first. Um, See now and. She's still relevant. Yeah, more. You know, so, I, I would. I would almost. This is gonna sound horrible, but I would almost say more now as a icon. Yes, yes, and and it's interesting because like, I think that a lot of times when when people pass away like that, you could make the argument about like JFK um, and and other. <clears throat> but he's the first one yeah, that pass away and young and at like Kirk the Cobain. brink of. St- you know, well, he was a president, but you know, at the brink of like something greater, that next step, it, it, it's kind of like it, their legend kind of takes a life of its own mm-hmm. because Selena kind of now is seen as like this. 
She's mythical almost. Yeah, she's seen as this total Latin like symbol mm-hmm. of a you know I'm of, I'm Latin and I'm of, here. Of Latinidad. Right. And it's so funny because during her lifetime, that's not really it's not that she wasn't about that, but it wasn't really about her breaking down stereotypes right. and stuff like that. Maybe she would have with the crossover album. Right, right. But but it's it's like lived on it, you know, lived a life of its own, yeah. you know. For better, I think. Absolutely. Um, but but you know, and, and and if you come to think about it, and you know, she had a she had a long career and a short career because she had been singing since she was a little girl, but commercially, right, like right. mainstream, it wasn't that many years. Um, so interesting. Yeah. I love I, I You need to listen to this. You would love this. I I, I I have to say that I can't say that prior to her dying, I was a huge fan of Selena. I did have Amor Prohibido, the album. Oh, it's a great album. <laughs> I can't say that I was like a super for Selena fan. Right, right, right. But I, I did have the album, and it, you knew there was something special about her. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you knew. Like, there, there was. There was something about her that... You know, I didn't grow up listening to Tejano music no, or not to, to that Miami type of genre. But nonetheless, I had her CD, you know? And, right, and then right. I bought subsequent ones after right. she died. But I had Amor Prohibido. And um, and I actually bought it for... Funny story. A Lighthouse? No, 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 no. I bought it at the Specs Music in International Mall. Oh, okay. Well, next to what was at that time, Lord and Taylor. But, but I bought it not for BD BD Bomb Bomb. I bought it for a... Si una vez. That song is so good. Because that song, I think, is so good. Yeah, it's so, so good. good. And I, you know what? Where's the first time I heard Si una vez? Siempre domingo. MTV Internacional with Daisy, Daisy Fuentes. Fuentes. Yeah. That's why I'm telling you, MTV Internacional and the box used to like expose you to all this yeah. Yeah. music that maybe you won't listen to the radio. That's why, whatever, this is an argument for another day, a discussion <laughs> for another day, but we talked about it here on the show. That's why I don't think that streaming is the same because it's streaming, not. it's a proactive experience. And like, even when they give you suggestions, it's based on what you've already listened to. Right. It's a proactive experience. You have to go and do a playlist. Yeah, you initiate you have to. You have to initiate it. Whereas, you know, TV and on your music, whether it was MTV, The Box... Whatever mm. it was, there you were fed that, right? So you either liked it or you didn't, but whatever. So anyway, so yep. I'm I'm my last soda has to do with politics. Okay, I swore I was you know I was going to talk less about politics. Yes. We but, made a very concerted effort this episode not right, to right. not to do politics. But last week, kind of in jest, we said like pero política. Yes, and we got a lot of messages for people from people. Yeah, we did saying like you should, we totally, should totally do, do it. a spinoff called Pero Política. So my problem with doing <laughs> Pero Política is, and I actually was speaking to Stephanie from Amazon Merlot about this the other day because Stephanie's like, "Oh my god, I would love to do it with you," which I would. I would. I would totally love for her to be like a, a host or whatever, a co-host. But the problem is that we need a dissenting voice. <laughs> like that is, I mean, yeah, you need somebody who's at least a little more impartial, shall we say? Right, yeah. because you know, her and I kind of are in the same yeah, political you vibe, spectrum. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's certain things that maybe we see differently, but her and I are kind of in the same political yeah. spectrum. So I'm like, okay, it's not going to be really productive <laughs> to have yeah, to just, two people on the same political spectrum talk about things. Like, you know? Yes, we agree. Thank you. Like, like <laughs> I would love to have like a real Republican, a real conservative, mm-hmm. not a Trump, a Trumper, but right, like a right. real Republican, like a Megan McCain, right? Uh, like somebody that would be like, yeah, let's totally do it. And we all have pero política. I even thought about like what the, the logo, logo already. Yeah, 
I did. It was our same font with the American flag in the background. So my <laughs> last Coke goes last to Liz, last soda to Liz Cheney. Okay. For having the balls to very boldly say that she will, she was for impeaching Trump. She is not a Trump supporter. And despite that, they were going to remove her um, from head of her party. And she was like, I'm not backing down. And, and today, ultimately, they voted and they kept her. Really? They did. They did. And you know why they did? Optics? No. It was a secret vote. The Republicans voted to keep her. And it was like 166 versus like 60-something. So the overwhelming majority of Republicans voted to keep her. So in other words, there are probably more people privately that agree they, with her stance that right, are but, willing to come out. But that's in the, the problem, light. right? Right. That are willing to come out in the light because they don't want the retribution, shall we say? That is the problem. They're afraid to because people now pol- politics now on both sides, not just Republicans yeah. on both sides. It's about winning an election. It's not about principles anymore. Oh, it's God, about no. winning the election. So all these like Trump Republicans want the Trump base. Well, they're not even Trump Republicans. All these Republicans don't want to alienate the Trump base. Right. They don't. A lot of them don't want to alienate. Right. right. The Trump base. So they're they're going to pander to it. They're not going to appear hostile to it. You know. Right. 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 right? Which is. In this case, it's awful because it, of it's just all the reasons it's self-preservation. that we don't need to go into now. Um, but I, I give her credit for having the cojones <laughs> to uh, stick to her guns. I never thought I would give a last Coke to uh, soda. a last soda to a Cheney. Well, there you go. But here first, we go. There's a first time for everything. There is a first time for everything. There's so first time for everything. Liz Cheney, this soda is for you. Well, there you go. Now I really want like a nice fizzy like, drink. Like just very cold. Let's go get one. Okay. Oh my God. Oh. We want to go get a sandwich and a fizzy drink. Well, no, but before we go get one, let's wrap up the episode. Okay. So <laughs> that was episode 142 people. This was a lot about nothing. But they love when we do nothing. <laughs> Our listeners love the nothing. Because it's not like the nothing in the never ending story. No, no. That nothing <laughs> didn't end very well. No, ours does. Ours is entertaining. So you know what's funny? I think that if the never-ending story was God <laughs> remade, you know what song would have to be in the soundtrack? Say my, my name, name, say, say my, my name. name. <laughs> oh my God, you totally knew it. When she's like, say my name, Bastion. Say my name. I'm like, say my name, say my Okay. Never mind. Wait, on that note, everybody, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. Although this one, it was I hope it was more listening and laughing. There wasn't a lot of learning. Not a lot of learning. Um, remember to grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you for joining us so much. Happy Friday. Happy Pedro Friday. Happy Super Bowl. Happy Enjoy the it. Super Bowl. Enjoy it all. Eat a lot. Yes. You know, have fun. La dieta there, lune. You know, la dieta lune after Super Bowl. Thank you so much, everybody. All right, Quincy. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.